Welcome to A Cool Place to Park Podcast. I am Mario. And I am Chris. And we are here for something. Uh, yeah, just kind of uh, listening to Jackass's talk and uh, see if you like what we have to say. If you don't, there's other people out there to listen to, right? Basically. I mean, just uh, part of why I'm doing this is just therapeutic, get shit off my chest, talk to somebody else. Um, yeah. Maybe Just so you guys know, uh, we are Uncle, and uh, Mario is my nephew. Um, he did like to come sit on my lap when he was younger, but there was no bad. I'm not like the bad uncle. I'm like the good uncle. I actually kind of held out a little bit. <laughs> held out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, if, if you are easily offended, you just might want to turn shit off now. Yeah. Um, just know that anything that we do is is in, I don't know, it, it, it's in all the best of intentions. Um, right, it may be in bad taste, but you mean no ill intent. No yeah. disrespect or anything, you know. We're going to crack some jokes that a lot of people would definitely find offensive. But if you know us, you know that this is just, uh, just cracking jokes and talking just like anyone else basically yeah and as far as you know like bad taste it's, it, it, it may be in poor taste but it's uh it's not going to be bitter or sour at any point right um, I mean, I, uh, we, we did we did write a disclaimer here if if this helps people we could read a disclaimer yeah go uh, ahead and go ahead and read your disclaimer until uh we get that audio all worked out and inserted into the beginning of the show right you know so this is a podcast, and only a podcast. This should not be used for reference or actual factual info. So, like, don't call your congressman and say, hey, I heard this on, on Cool Place to Park show, and I want to protest, riot, blow up the Death Star. This is just a place to open up your mind to different views without disrespect, without name calling, or just outright being a fucking dick. Uh, this is the show where people bet their lives to win something big. This is, oh, wait, never mind, uh, wrong show. This is uh, a cool place to park. Uh, we're not even a show, so I guess we could be called that. We're just a podcast. Um, you know what? Call your congressman um, to BPC. I guess, you know, you could say woman. I don't want to be that guy. And tell him you did, did hear it on Cool Place to Park podcast and say whatever the fuck you want. Basically, it like uh, <clears throat> so we hadn't we were really tight for like uh, I don't know four or five years back, about damn near twenty years ago. Um, I'd say so, and I say that you know, even talking recently again, we kind of haven't skipped a beat. I'd say we're still pretty fucking tight. Exactly. And, uh, you know, but we got to talking and in that 20 years, a lot obviously has fucking happened. Um, and we've yeah. kind of, you do, obviously we've walked our own paths, but we get to talking again and it's, uh, I don't know, it became really obvious real quick that we've got very, very different views on the world at the moment. Um, however, at the end of the day, it seems like we, we tend to agree on everything and had, I don't know, had uh, we just known like what our, we'll say our political views were, if that was all that we had heard, 
it would have been really easy for each of us to make assumptions about what the other one was thinking. But through talking about things, we are finding that we, I don't know, we, we, we generally agree on what we want. It's just about how to fucking get there. You mean two people having an adult conversation? Yeah, I know, Shut right? Fuck up. <laughs> no. Come on. I mean, no one does that anymore. You know, I guess uh, most adult conversations nowadays show up and it's just done with emojis. Yeah, really. Fucking emojis. Like, don't even get um, me. Ugh. Yeah, but, no, we definitely um, disagree on some stuff, but what we do agree on is uh, coming up with some sort of solution. We walk different paths. We think there's different ways of getting to the solution, but we both want, in the end part, in the end game, the same solution. Yes. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, uh, we're, we're both definitely for people. No one wants people to die and stuff like that, you know? Um, whether that be crossing a border or being pulled over or medical or nursing home or anything. We don't want to see anybody die. Uh, both Mario and I have seen a lot of death in our lives. We don't want to see more. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. Again, at the end of the day, it seems like it, it, it seems like we have both been viewing the world from very, very, very different angles. And yet the, the, what we end up seeing is very similar but if you again the, with our like our political views if if you know what our political views are i mean i might as well get that out of the way i guess i'm the libtard um i would agree <laughs> <laughs> which uh i guess that would make you the republican and uh, apparently yeah classify myself as anything i'd say i'm like a conservative libertarian or vice versa or whatever you want to call it well and, and that's it is i mean if, if we're really going to apply labels i mean i think we both fall under libertarian just at different ends of the spectrum as far as that goes um right right correct i, I am, mean, I am for some social programs but i also think that some are just a little extreme um, especially when it's taken away, the tax dollars are taken away from something that actually could be more beneficial, I think, to our uh, community. I'm not talking about like federal dollars. I'm talking about small government, which is, you know, definitely the libertarian in me. Uh, I think our, our local community could definitely do more to improve our community. Yeah, one... One of the things that I'm seeing nowadays is the, the whole structure of the American government is backwards. Like I am, I am not so much, I wouldn't call myself like an anti-federalist, um, but I do think that the way, I mean, I know that the way that our country was designed was supposed to be governing from the bottom up. And by the time right. you actually get to the federal government, um, there's only a, a minute amount of governing that they actually have to do. It's the, the big shit for everybody and emergency response, basically. Um, and unfortunately, it's been flipped over on its head, and the the federal government seems to have taken all the all the power. Well, what what happens is you get a career politicians. Polit you're not supposed to go into 
uh, service of the country like that and turn it into a career. You're supposed to go into it as like a volunteer in a sense to go serve your community and your country better. I mean, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should pay any politicians. Well, I've got no problem even with paying the politicians like a, a living salary or even, uh, oh, sure, you know, right, letting yeah, it. Yeah, like, you know, just like uh, any other blue collar worker, get a nice, maybe a uh, 60, 75,000, but you're not allowed to accept any other lobbyist money or anything like that. No, yeah. you can't do commercials, you can't do shit like that. You're just a civil servant. Well, that's that's it. You're a servant. And the, the, the ideal of term limits, like we are one of the only successful first world nations on the planet that does not have term limits. You go to a place like Australia, New Zealand, and of course those places have their own problems where they're going cuckoo and, and, and doing some pretty crazy shit, but also doing some shit right. And one of the things that they have is uh, they've got term limits, man. Like everybody goes into office knowing that they are only going to be there for so long. And that drives them to get things accomplished because they're on a timer, um, right. as well as the fact that it 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 also eliminates the desire to appease people in order to stay in office. Absolutely. Um, term limits would be great. Uh, and if we set those in motion, uh, a lot would change really quickly. That would be a great thing. I mean, it would be a... It would definitely be a smart idea. Yep. But, you know, uh, anything that we're talking about in the government and smart are almost not in the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, no again. Common sense and politicians do not go in the same sentence. No. And, you know, you get uh, you get the people who, who lobby and then the lobbyists end up as consultants and consultants get into like major positions in the government <clears throat> and we should be concerned when somebody whose job it is to sell missiles is working in the government still selling missiles i mean that 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 should concern right. anybody um right somebody whose or job it is for a certain energy industry they get into government right. and they are they are holding us back from moving forward because it is their job to keep a certain type of energy going in the interest of profit. Well, of course. I mean, the almighty dollar, you know, definitely rules the world. And that's the reason why it's called the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... With, without it, without it, you have no power. Yeah, if you're not poor with power, you know. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, a lot of people hear that and they'll immediately go, "Well, that's anti-capitalism," but it's not. the The problem is, is when the dollar, like you said, you if you knock the almighty part off of it and use right. the dollar as a tool to get things accomplished, and you check your capitalism, um, it could work right. really, really well. Um, there, there is, there can be a, a a line of capitalism and socialism together, we can still take care of our people while being a capitalist country. Yes. Um, you know, you look, you look at like... We should allow people to strive. Yes. Um, you know, the, 
the only thing that, that gets confusing there is when when you have to start then defining the lines like this is where uh, th this is right. you've made enough or you haven't made enough when, when those, it, it's drawing those lines up who draws that line yes who do we and we say it's our elected officials but i wouldn't want my elected officials here in california to make those decisions for me because i don't agree with our elected officials here in california yes the the and then you would say well i don't agree with the other people uh they're the say so who gets to draw the line is it me and you can can cool place the park draw the line you know it, it should be the people though i mean it really should right. these these but these things are not being put up to vote for the people the the way that we are set up right now i think we've one it's time to get rid of the electoral college um there was a time in the past when that was almost the only way to do it um, because you couldn't expect people on voting day to go out and get on their horses and ride 30 miles to go cast a ballot. You just couldn't do it. But when you, the, the only thing about that is that when you go to someplace like here in California, they're speaking for Montana and Utah and, you know, uh, North Dakota and shit where the, you know, the population of the whole state's only like a hundred, 120,000 people or something. They should have just an equal amount of say. And without the electoral college, they don't have that. Equal say. Well, unless one person equals one vote and then everybody has got an equal standing. If one but person equals one vote, it's. It, your population here in California is like what? Well, what are we like pushing like eight million people or something? Probably something like that. Um, okay, Montana has, like I said, like a hundred, hundred twenty thousand people. Mm -hmm. People here on the coast are going to be able to make more of a decision than the people there, and they're two different lifestyles. Well, they're the, they're very the different. And the taxes and the political bullshit that we have out here in San Francisco is almost irrelevant to the people out there working on the farm in Montana. But again, if the government is functioning properly and going from the bottom up, the people in California should be making decisions for the people in California and the people in Montana should be making decisions for the people in Montana, except for right. a relative small handful of decisions that are meant to benefit everybody. Um, California should have no say in how Montana is farming. Well, well, I don't know if Montana is where they're, they're farming, but you know what I mean. Um, I, the, a lot of people will say California and New York, or they kind of, the East Coast, West Coast, they set the trend for how the rest of the country should be. Well, they're, they're, That's kind of scary here. When I hear that, I'm like, ooh. I mean, they're, there's a bit of a tingle. They're population centers, and then culture gets drawn drawn into that. And like, right. I mean, uh, you know, you said it best. I was talking to my buddy the other night, and um, when I moved out there to Arizona, and we were hanging out a lot, man, uh, there wasn't probably a day that went by that I didn't talk about how great California was. Am I right? Yeah, dude. Like, like it. it when I started talking to you again, and I actually heard you speaking. A, even as much as a single sentence that did not put California in just like this almost euphoric light the way that you used to look at it. 
Um, it absolutely blew my mind to hear you say shit about California that wasn't positive. <laughs> it blows my mind to say it. It is just not the same place that it was. Uh, when, when I talk to people, um, San Francisco used to have its own culture, its own vibe. You went to San Francisco and it just felt different than other big cities. Now when you go there, it feels just like any other fucking shit. Well, he did. I, I think it might even exceed that. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, came down from California, from Frisco, not two weeks ago. He was up there visiting his family. And he told me, he goes, you know, one nice thing about COVID-19 is that now there's porta potties all over the streets in San Francisco and they're just not human shit everywhere. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice that people don't have to shit everywhere, but that says a lot. Cause I, you know, I'm in Arizona. I walk around, I, I, I think I've seen one turd on the sidewalk that, that was obviously human <laughs> in, I don't know, the last 10 years. Oh my god! So one time, my mom, my son uh, was doing a little modeling, and um, we parked the car, and we're standing on the sidewalk on the corner. We press the crosswalk button. We're waiting for the light to turn, um, and this is around Union uh, Square area in San Francisco, which is a popular shopping. You know, that's where they did the Christmas tree and the skating rink. So it's really kind of a smack dab. I mean, you got some pricey hotels there. The mark is just right up the street. It's a little more upscale. Uh, yes, but it's still kind of downtown San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so we're standing there on the corner. We're waiting for the light to turn. All of a sudden, a gentleman comes up and starts pissing in the garbage can standing about two feet away from my son. So it's me, my son, the garbage can, and this guy pissing into it. And I grab my son and I pull him to the other side of me and I go, dude, what are you doing? You can't just fucking whip out your dick and take a piss here in public. I just fucking mumbles. I look around for like support from people around me. Mm -hmm. Everybody is looking at me like I'm the bad guy for saying something. How dare I say something to this guy for urinating? Obviously, he's distraught and homeless. You should have some compassion. That's what I saw in their faces and eyes. Well, meanwhile, I'm holding on to a five-year-old. And I'm thinking, what about the compassion for him seeing this guy's dick? Yeah. It, the thing that gets me is that uh, you... You, I mean, I think the priority is a little wrong. What happened to exposing yourself like that in public? Well, the other thing, too, is, I mean, like, you can have compassion and still be distraught at the fact that some dude just walked up, whipped his dick out, and started pissing in the trash can. You can recognize that the dude is homeless and the dude's probably got some mental issues going on. But at the same time, it is not cool to just whip your dick out and start pissing into a trash can on the street corner. Yes. I mean, that's all I'm asking. If you're going to dip, hey, I've been there. I've come out of the bar, middle of the night, fucking drunk loaded, and I found an alley, and I pissed next to a dumpster and a fucking movie, and I will do it again. I am sure of it. But I would not just do it in front of a little fucking kid. Yes. So, I mean, the, 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 the 
to me, the answer seems really obvious is that you've got all these people looking at you like you're the bad guy for thinking that this is is not acceptable or that you should right. that, that you don't have any compassion for this guy. Um, when the fact of the matter is, is that it seems to me like nobody is actually addressing the issue. The question is, well, we've obviously got mentally ill homeless people. And nobody's doing anything proper about it because, I mean, the answer is just letting this guy piss in front of a child. Like, really? Like, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't we be doing something a little bit different? Like, maybe providing this guy a place to piss? Um, maybe that's the best that our, our American education came up with for you is fuck it. We're, we're number one, dude. <laughs> uh, number one in saying fuck it. Uh, I mean that's yeah, that that really kind of real that from I mean I already had a little I could tell that it was changing I already kind of started to have a little bad taste in my mouth for the city but from that day forward it's really started my downfall of it and from there on um, I almost couldn't go into the city without just seeing negative it really put a, a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. And I mean, it also, I think <clears throat> problems like, like that have a tendency of nudging people in certain directions when it comes to things like politics and things like that. Cause people you're like, I, I would not want my kid to see that. I don't think it's, right. <clears throat> I don't think it's the kind of thing that's going to star her for life or anything like that. But at the same time, no. She but needs to grow up in a. <laughs> well, exactly. Like I would like to think that I can raise a. Why don't we just let our kids watch porn? You know, I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but in a sense, why fuck it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I would hope my kid doesn't grow up to be, I don't know, soft enough to let something like that just absolutely fucking ruin her yeah, outlook on life. Right. Oh, I need a safe space because that triggered me. I saw a penis in the mail. Like, yeah, no, yeah, you know, but at the, at the same time, it's, it would also be nice to know that she just didn't have to deal with that kind of shit because she shouldn't. Right. She shouldn't have to at five years old see a guy fucking taking a piss like that. Yep. And, you know, because the, if, if that becomes her normal, you know, that, I mean, it just, it'll just get exponentially worse. Right. Um, and I think that's part of what's happened is that, that, that's been things like that have been normalized, um, especially in places like where you live and it, people just, they, they've come to accept it as the way things are. Um, and it, right. it doesn't do It's one of the biggest problems in America, even on earth right now is that people have just, come to accept things as, well, this is the way it's meant to be. Therefore, I have to do the mental gymnastics required in order to accept this in my head. And a lot of people are able to do those gymnastics. I, I've seen some, the, the last 10 years or so, just the, the mental gymnastics that, I know I keep saying that, but the, the things that people have done in order to accept things as they are when the truth is is that we really really need to change things we can't accept these things we need to work towards fixing them and it's it's really hard to How imagine do do that when there's so much division promoted well i mean the 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 division being promoted smart. 
I just don't see that happening. Yeah, the the well the the way that things are going right now, the way that there's infighting and the way that there's I mean must be it's divide and conquer is actually what's going on. There's no way around that. Right. Um, and unless we start collectively, I think, you know, I don't mean to sound overly like, like, like arrogant or, you know, super magnanimous about what, uh, what I'm doing, but it, unless people start talking like me and you are, it's, it's not going to happen. Everybody thinks that the other person is something that they probably aren't. And yeah, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, true, you know, we talk about it. One person can change the world. Here we are two people. We're trying to do our part by having a conversation here on a cool place to park to where we can open up minds and have a civil conversation <clears throat> different points of view. But we are also not pioneers in this. There's been many before us and there'll be many after us. And there's many way more popular than us. I mean, maybe not as good. But, you know, <laughs> definitely more popular, but, you know, we'll get there. Just give us a, give us a chance. Well, exactly. Uh, so if, if, how come they haven't changed the world? How come nothing has been changed yet? There's been protests and marches and sit-ins and sit-outs and walk-outs and walk-ins and knees and this and that. It, well, and now it's up to... We have to be aware of it. Like a lot of people now are, they're on, you know, team left or team right. And I do my damnedest not to pick a team, even though for as aware of it as I like to think I am, um, I still catch myself uh, picking a team sometimes. But the, the truth is, is, if you've picked a team, you're playing quote unquote their game. And of if you're playing their game, then the game gets to continue. The fact of the matter is, is that we really, really need to come to grips with the fact that the game needs to end. Like I am, I am not, I, I am not for abolishing America. Like I am so not for that. I think America has more potential than any other civilization in the entire history of man. Um, the documents that we were given to run this country by, if we actually applied them and actually ensured that things like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were recognized for everybody, it would work really well. The problem is, is that we have allowed people to twist those documents up and use them against us. It's time for a reset, man. Just a, a fucking reset. Maybe maybe the entire government needs to be cleared out and put new people in with the term limits. Just everybody, you're, you're, you're fired. Everybody's fired. Put new people in. Um, something, but we can't keep yeah. going the way that we're going. I mean, like, like right now, we've got the option of shit or shit. <laughs> and it's not... You know, it's like, I don't think that we, sh we can keep going the way that we currently are. But if we vote the current guy out and bring in another guy, the truth is, is like at the end of the day, I don't feel like we've done anything but taken two steps back to the way that things were before. And we're just going to start moving forward in the exact same direction and end up with the exact same results that we've got right now. That's like the smartest thing I've heard you say all month. 
<laughs> it's just it's it's something's got to give, man. Something something has got to change. It, it does. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, we can't uh, we can't go back. That's not going to help. Um, but I mean, uh, who who moves us forward? Who? Who's the next great to come along? Is there, will there ever be like another uh, Abraham Lincoln, a JFK, a Theodore Roosevelt, something who really made this country turn around and really change something? I mean, significant change. Well, the the way that, that the system has been hijacked is it doesn't allow for those people. Um, well, it did allow an outsider like Trump to get in there. I don't think he's as much of an outsider as they make him out to be. Um, um, he's he's been rubbing elbows you know, with. Got, you know, he had his you know political ties because he had to get shit done with building and this mass. So you know, he was definitely fucking involved, just like any other real estate businessman in fucking New York. Otherwise, you don't get anything done with the unions. You know, because unions are still, I would say, are still pretty much, in a sense, it's more of a business now, but still fucking run by mob and mafia. And some union members, because, you know, you still, even though it's more of a business, you still have your mafia and mob. They're just a little bit more discreet about their dealings, but they still own all the fucking unions in New York and shit like that. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if you take the progression of, the, the, like, the natural progression of the mob and what it was that the mafia was doing 40, 50 years ago in the direction that they were heading, they were getting into businesses. They were turning what originally started as small neighborhood rackets, grew into profiting businesses, um, got into the unions. They, they, they went legit. So what does a legit mafioso racket look like? It looks like a giant corporation. It still looks like criminal activity. Well, it is criminal activity. Um, exactly. Uh, you've 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 got loopholes. You've got laws. You've got the once you're into politics and you start influencing things. I mean, if all kinds of shit. Yeah. If the if if the mafias became companies, which became corporations, which became conglomerates. Then the conglomerates send their lobbyists into politics to influence stuff. And it's, it's it's very easy to make the argument that shit is being run by the mob. And here's a quick disclaimer. I love the mafia. Hey, man, I love Italians. I would love to go to Italy. Yeah, I love the food. Don't get me wrong. We not like we don't hate the mafia here. So please don't show up at our doorstep. <laughs> um, I do love... <laughs> The camaraderie and the, <laughs> and the family that you guys embrace. <laughs> Maybe not so much the business and everything, but you know, the, the love that you guys have for your your family, I respect. Yes, please I don't, don't please don't story. kill mine. <laughs> Mario might the mom. So, I mean, it, it's just turned into a big clusterfuck. And again, man, I, I like the idea of America. 
challenge each other. We, we, we have to work things out in order for us to all get along together. Um, right. in, in other terms, I am, I am 100% all about a secular nation. Um, the problem is, is that we have people who have used the, the need for this country to be diverse and they are taking that diversity and teaching us or convincing us to turn that diversity into conflict instead of trying to figure out how to work together. Correct. Um, and it, it's got to end because right now, you know, I see people rioting in the streets, right? And they're lighting shit on fire and they're flipping cars and they're killing cops and people are getting run over. And in my mind, it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And don't get, don't get me wrong, man. I, I can, I will even go out as far as to say, I can understand a, the need for a riot. What I am seeing now is so misguided and so, so undirected as to almost appearing to just be random. People, people don't know what they're doing right now. They are, they're, they're burning local businesses. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Go to the White House and do that shit. Go to your city hall. Don't burn down the local places where the people in your neighborhood fucking work. Yeah, like like the like why would why would you not direct that? And again, I'm not I'm we're not we're not uh, saying that we're for like burning down the White House or city hall or something. But if it got if it get to the point where it's justified, okay, why? Attention to the correct sources. Yes. Yes. Why would you not march straight to a bank? Why would you not march straight to a government building? Why wouldn't you go after the people who are truly there peacefully, not burn it down? <laughs> it's and, it's and if you want to camp out and make a occupy safe zone, this and that, do it right there, right in front of the White House. Make that protest right there. And start your own city right there. Don't yeah. do it in downtown Seattle where there's people who can't even fucking open up their business. Exactly. It makes absolutely no sense. Man, park no. park a hundred thousand tents on the White House lawn. Right. Right in front of the Lincoln Memorial, around the um you know, the uh goddamn the Washington Monument, around the lake. It's it and it's it's effective. Start taking baths in the water and stuff naked. I wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, 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 it is effective. I mean, for all the writing and the protesting and stuff that's been going on in all of the streets, the one thing that really, really seems to have had an impact was when they started marching to the White House and the president and his entire team went underground. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not drawing a decision on... I'm not making a statement about the president or anything like that. It's the fact that it was enough to get the government. They were fucking scared, man. They were scared enough to go into a nuclear guarded bunker. You get a hundred thousand people out in front of the white house or the, the, the Washington monument sitting out there camped out for two weeks doing a peaceful protest. That gets more shit done than burning shit. Because the problem is, is when you're out there burning shit, you turn half the country against your beliefs. I, I would say at this point, whether it's, they want to fight for your justice or not, as soon as you start doing that, 
I, I don't want to be part of your group anymore. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, dude, imagine how I feel. I am like, I am very progressive leaning, and I I see people who would, I guess, if if we were just generalizing, would be pulled in with my mindset. And I see the shit they're doing. It's it's like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, like what what's the point of any of this aside from it just being, you know, when it comes to the riots, mostly what I see is young entitled punks. Um, yeah fighting for for causes that they've got very little understanding about. Um, I can't tell you how many video clips I've watched on, you know, not the stuff that they present on the news, but the stuff that you find, you know, on the underbelly of Twitter and Instagram of people posting videos and you'll have a protest for like BLM and everything will be going smoothly. And suddenly some white kid from out of state starts breaking windows and the people are like, the fuck are you doing, man? And, and then the, then the, the, the mob mentality, man, that shit's like pheromones. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a, I'm sure you have, you've been in a giant crowd. Even if we just take a rock concert, right? You go to a big metal concert and there's just like the, yeah, the, the, the band gets, gets on stage, man. And they just start tearing shit up. And it's like, you can, it's almost like it's in the air, man. You can feel it and it, it's electric and it's, and it's, you know, and that can be used for a good time, man. Everybody's head banging and in the mosh pits and just having a great time. But there's, there's something that takes over the crowd. They synergize. Um, the same exact thing. It was, uh, I think it was day on the green. If anybody wants to fact check, I believe it was 91, 92. I believe the lineup was Body Count. Nice. Homer, Guns and Roses and Metallica. Fucking and sweet. If anybody wants to come fact, that's pretty, because I went to two of them. And both of them. What happened was Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose, motherfucker, took his time getting out on stage. So between, I think it was, so one was uh, Queen's Reich and Faith No More. So, I, you know, I think we get the two mixed up here, guys. Don't, you know. No, but Faith No More. Gun they took so long that we were sitting there, and next thing you know, you see a paper cup go flying through the air and then you see more paper cups then you start seeing bottles going through the air then you start seeing clothes go through the air flying in chaos all above your head like kind of like a swarm of mosquitoes next thing you know you start seeing ripped up pieces of lawn where the the stadium the turf they were ripping up the turf and thrown in the air to where after about Two minutes of that, the whole sky looked brown. You couldn't look up in the air without seeing turtles flying everywhere. You were getting hit in the head with big ass. It was crazy. Mob mentality it started with one plastic. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I went and saw New Year's Evil, uh, New Year's two thousand and one. It was uh, Black Sabbath, Pantera, Slayer, Megadeth. And somebody else. I can't remember who else played that, that night. Like a horrible, horrible concert. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it, it, it was actually a good show, but it was the first one that they threw at the Bank of America ballpark in Phoenix. It was the very first concert that they allowed in the new stadium. And oh, okay. the, I mean, the, the stadium was fucking badass, man. Brand new oh, stadium. The new one with the, uh, the sliding field and everything, right? No, 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 no. This is the one before that. Um, this was the, the, the ballpark, not the, not the football field. Um, um, this is, it was one of the first ones. It might've been the first one with the retractable dome. So they started the concert and everything went really well. Um, again, the whole place was synergized. It was electric. Everything was just awesome. Um, and then one idiot decided to light his t-shirt on fire and throw it on the ground. And next thing you know, there's like 40 fires going on the field. And all that brand new AstroTurf dude was just like, they, they didn't throw another concert there for almost 15 years. Um, and the, the place got filled with smoke. Luckily it was towards the end of the show um, because it was new year's Eve. They wanted to do a fireworks display and it was kind of cool. What happened is the second they slid that roof open, man, all that smoke just whoosh, like vacuumed out of the building. But it, but there was fires everywhere. I mean, to see Phil Anselmo get up and scold the audience for lighting fires. Right. I mean, he's a, the, the guys who are known for like trashing hotel rooms and shit. Like he's like, come on, guys. Even even me. This is a bit fucking much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> scolding you. Yes, you know you done fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, the show got got cut. Um, I originally, I think Ozzy was supposed to sing, and then he was going to do a second set with Black Sabbath. And because of the fires and stuff, they wanted to cut things short, so they cut Ozzy Osbourne's set, and he just went on with Black Sabbath. And they made the show as short as they could. Um, right. it, it was second year I went to Day on the Green in a row. Um. Almost the same lineup. It was Metallica, Guns N' Roses, but again, it was either Queen's Right. It was Faith No More. Or in Body Count or Soundgarden or whatever. They laid down tarps across, these thick ass tarps across the whole infield because of what happened the previous year. Well, again, nobody, nobody fell on their asses that night. Everybody's sitting out there for like a fucking hour and a half waiting for a show to start. People get restless. Next thing, well, so I was tripping on acid. I wouldn't say I was having a bad trip, but I didn't want to be around crowds. I get that. I remember what happened last year. So I went all the way in the back of the Coliseum to the furthest spot away from the stage. I was literally like in the middle of the furthest spot away. I kind of peeked it tripping in my mind, you know. And I was sitting there, and I start watching them move the tarp and tear apart the field. And I'm watching it from the angle, driven balls, just like, well, I'm so glad I'm here because I wouldn't want to be down there. And I'm just watching this show of the fucking astroturf going just everywhere. Tarps being moved. There were people hiding underneath the tarp, trying not to get hit with. I mean, we're talking like uh, three-foot sections of turf going through the air. Dude, that lands on your head. It's almost knocking you out. Yep, and... It's definitely fucking spilling your beard. Ugh. 
that would really, because I mean, beer, especially even back then, was like seven, eight bucks for a fucking cup. That's really pissing me off. More than getting ahead with dirt. Yeah, and and the the truth is, is that probably only one dumb motherfucker went into that concert thinking I'm going to rip AstroTurf up. Correct. So I mean, now now apply that to. Never been a day on the green ever again because of that. Yep. Now now apply that mindset to what happens in the protest. Everybody's jacked up. Everybody's having a good time, or you know, they're 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 invested in what they're doing. Right. There's a lot of energy flowing and that crowd is synergized. And then one dumb motherfucker puts a brick through a window. Right. Um, it, and then, OK, tinfoil hat time. You send agent provocateurs in with the intention of getting into that crowd. Smashing a window right. and leaving. Um, I don't know if have you heard about Black Umbrella Guy from the Minneapolis. Yeah. You know about him? Um, so, I've heard. So, yeah, for people who don't know, um, there's Black Umbrella and Guy and uh, Pink Shirt Pizza Box Dude. And you watch the videos of the protest in Minneapolis, the first ones that kicked off. And this guy walks around the corner of the auto zone with a whole with a dressed in full black gear. Um, he's got tactical boots on police issue tactical boots and he's got a police issue face uh, gas mask on. And he takes a crowbar and he just starts smashing windows at random. And people in the crowd are going like, you know, who the fuck are you? This isn't what we want. Fuck you. Right? Right. The This this little guy, this little black guy in a pink shirt carrying a Little Caesars pizza box comes around the corner. And he's like, hey, dude, what the fuck? Are you a fucking cop? Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, dude, are you a fucking cop? I'll fuck you up. And the camera guy, they both go back around the corner and the camera guy sees them walking to, you could see them walking together. And again, they're still having this conversation, but it's more like they're walking away and they are yelling at each other for show. Um, so that was really weird because it was uh, just by watching the video, you can tell that they're not part of the protest. Well, there's video that happens like four hours later of the dude still carrying the pizza box and the guy still with the black umbrella and they're walking down the street and they're talking to each other all buddy, buddy. Um, initial reports when the precincts got lit on fire, say that the, that the fire was started by a guy in black holding an umbrella. Right. Um, now why have a black umbrella and why have a pizza box? Because they are unique identifiers for the police. You see these guys, you let them do what they need to do. Um, also, the black umbrella is symbolic of the JFK assassination, um, which, I mean, there's we just go off into all kinds of conspiratorial shit on that. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly, but there was thoughts that the guy holding the black umbrella was giving cues on when to shoot, or he might have been one of the shooters. Either way, this mysterious black umbrella guy was part of the conspiracy theory for a really long time. Um, and it turned out that uh, later on they found out who the guy was and the guy apparently uh, didn't didn't have anything to do with it or so so the claim is. But uh, they fuck, I got two umbrellas. I didn't know I was part of the <laughs> But yeah, there was there was some symbolism in the black umbrella. Um, I mean, at least I'm, I'm a part of something. <laughs> Um, the guy, the guy has been 
the black umbrella guy got identified on Twitter by his wife. One of his wife's friends sent him, sent her a picture and was like, is this who I think it is? And she's like, fuck yeah, those, those are my gloves he's wearing for one. Um, two, that is definitely him. And she posted a picture of him and there's only so much you can see through the face mask that he was wearing, but it's, it's really obvious it's the same person. Um, and after that, the only thing you heard about it was that the police in Minneapolis released a court stating that the guy was on duty at this precinct on the other side of the city at the same time. But the thing was, is you work for a specific precinct. It might as well be its own, its own police force. Um, he, there's no reason he would have been working at another precinct at that time. Plus people who were working at this precinct said, fuck no, we don't, we never saw this guy. Um, so again, that's, that, that all goes back to just the mob mentality. It's, it's, you send somebody in an agent provocateur to go in start smashing shit up. And next thing you know, everybody's smashing shit up or everybody's throwing fucking beer cups and AstroTurf. It's, it's herd psychology. We know about it. It's been studied. That wouldn't exist. There wouldn't be a saying out there called monkey see, monkey do. And no one say this is racist. I'm not calling anybody monkeys. I'm not a Howard Cosell or anything. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm using it as the term. Just like a a hot butter cuts, or a hot knife cuts through butter. Who the fuck you calling a hot knife, you son of a bitch? That's a fucking saying. (laughs) I don't mean it. Like Howard Cosell did, okay? Yeah, um, let's just get this out of the way so we don't have to keep fucking qualifying things. D- well, nobody here, nobody here is. If we say something like that, we gotta clarify. Yeah, like nobody here is a fucking bigot, man. They, they just. It's. It's. Nowadays, everybody's got to fucking watch what they say, all this political correctness, because they don't want to be misconstrued as being bigoted. And I honestly don't think that people are anywhere near as bigoted as as everybody is being made out to be. There are there is racism. There's outright hatred towards people. And that that open outright hatred, hatred like we used to see with the KKK, that largely got pushed down and under and people tend to mumble that kind of racism. It's we're seeing a little bit more of it nowadays because everybody's got a camera, but it's more like everybody's recording more incidences of it. It's not, uh, but it's still not as widespread as it's being made out to be. Then there's this other thing that happens, which is like this general ignorance of people's culture. People don't know each other. People haven't had, haven't had exposure to diversity basically. And there's a misunderstanding that a fundamental misunderstanding of, of somebody else's life or somebody else's culture that comes from just not knowing that's it. Just, just not talking to somebody. Um, and it, it gets misconstrued as like this vitriol hate fueled bigotry. And it's not the same thing. It's ignorance. And there's one way out of ignorance. It's, it's to learn. It's exposure. Um, talking to, I'll just, I'll, let's just, I'll keep it generalized because this person will probably listen. When I reference this story, they're going to know, but I'm not going to use any names. But I'm talking to a friend the other day, 
Could have been yesterday. Could have been named something that rhymes with Stark. I won't say what his name is, though. <laughs> and he leans definitely toward a different way. The, and we have kind of conversations like you. The only difference is that sometimes it feels that he is unable to um, sometimes it's able to ignore feelings over fact. So when you present a certain person named Stark with a fact, it seems to come off and they go on a defensive about something else. So um, I don't teach my child racism. My child doesn't know to hate a certain people or a certain color or a certain gender. He doesn't know how to hate anybody. And if you don't teach them to hate people, they won't hate so people. That's so I'm like, okay. I'm like, there are white people who hate black people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to have the same conversation I had with him. Uh, Mario, you answer accordingly. There are white people who hate black people, correct? Yes. There are black people who hate white people. Yeah. There are white people who teach their kids to continue on to hate black people, correct? Correct. There are black people who teach their kids to continue on to hate white people, correct? Correct. So if me and you are not teaching our kids to hate anyone else, but those people are, they are the ones who are continuing racism, not us, correct? Yeah. I, I'm not continuing it. I'm trying to stop the cycle of it. Uh, if I download a song or I have music and it says even the N-word with an A at the end, I don't want my son to hear that because I don't want him to know the word. And I figure as long as he doesn't know the word, he won't use it. Therefore, I stop the fucking cycle, right? I think I can get on board with that. With an N word in it, you are promoting that word. You are continuing the cycle of it. You want it to end? Stop. Stop it. Quit teaching white people. Quit teaching your kids to hate black people. Black people quit teaching your kids to hate white people. Till that comes to an end, there's no solution. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm like, I'm not going to go out of my way to let my kid listen to music uh, like that. At the same time, I don't think like if my kid hears it, we're going to have a conversation about it. Um, See, I, I grew up on NWA. When mm -hmm. NWA came out, that was like the big thing, dude. I saw, I saw two light crew, JJ Fad and EPMD at the Circle Star. Nice. Circle Star was cool because they were on the stage and the stage uh, slowed and went around in a circle. Huh. There wasn't a bad seat in the house. You yeah. all eventually got to see them up front. That's cool. It was. Uh, now it's a fucking tech building. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
<laughs> so anybody who listens to this who grew up in that area is going to get a triple star in Redwood City and they're like, holy shit, I fucking remember that. But you've got Two Light Crew, EPMD, JJ Fad. We like the cars, the cars that go boom. Very Tigra and Bunny, and we like the boom. I uh, hope I don't get sued. I can't get sued for this again, can I? No, 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 no. Um, the yeah, the. I mean, that was my best Tigra and Bunny. Yeah, my my. I don't know if it's going to get any better than that. Ah. <laughs> uh. But I mean, the so it, what was different about the conversation that you had with Stark, um, as opposed to the way that you explained it to me? Like, like what was his? I couldn't even get him to agree on when I said there's white people who hate black people. He's like, yes. When I said black people who hate white people, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. and I'm like, so if white people stop teaching. Well, and then so there wasn't a uh, answer instead of a yes or no. It was like, well, I feel that one side is predominantly picked on more than the other. And so that's when I brought up numbers and the statistics, like you said. Then I brought up the ratio that you informed me with and everything. And it was still like, and I'm like, but you can't just say yes if we just stop teaching people racism, it would end. Well, it's pretty. That's it's a really simplified way way to put it. I mean, I know but there's maybe a gray area. But I mean, can't we just uh, come to some sort of an agreement, even though we're on different sides? Well, yeah. And my thing is, is like. It goes back to what we were talking about. Like one of the things I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to teach my kid to live life with as few rules as possible. Good people don't need rules. Okay. The, they, they don't need a billion laws or anything like that. If you're good to each other, man, you just, you're good to each other. Um, and I, I know that's a really generalized statement, but. So, I mean, uh, it's a little opposite. Uh, my son does Taekwondo. He's been doing it for six, seven years. Uh, black belt. Uh, testing for a second band, he would be if it wasn't for this COVID-19 quote-unquote hoax. You can't see the quotes through the podcast, but I'm doing it with my fingers. Uh, You'd be testing for that, and with that, there are a lot of rules and discipline that you have to follow, and it is a lot of respect your elders, um, respect your fellow man, um, courage, discipline, indomitable spirit. There's so much that goes with it, so um, it's hard to say that, yes, I don't want him to follow... I don't want him to be a drone or a robot and just follow what society says. Of course, I want him to think for his own. But you also have to you have some rules of respect. Okay, I of society and like you get pulled over by a cop. Yes, sir. You see a, a soldier. Thank you for your service. You know, I mean, 
uh, respect your teachers who are teaching that you don't tell your teacher to just fuck off or something, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, those 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 go under the rule number two, don't be a dick. Um, you know, these rules are pretty all-encompassing, and I would argue that what your son is learning in Taekwondo are not rules as in rules like laws, but they are philosophies. They are ideals. It's more of a self self rule. It's it's right. discipline. Yes, it's uh it's it's different than having a thousand fucking laws that you have to follow every single day in the hopes of not landing your ass in jail or in a courtroom getting sued. Correct. Yeah. So um and it, again I, I like the the Taekwondo thing is great. Um I, I would uh I would say that especially since talking with you we've given it serious consideration before but since talking with you i would uh i would really like to get my kid enrolled in something or even something that the both of us can do um we will tell you uh we have at our class at our school we have a lot of parents and kids who do it there are parents that go to the adult class and they do with their kids so that they can train together at home yeah um I mean, there's quite a few of them, but I, I will tell you if, and this is for everybody out there, man, if you have a daughter, sign them up for martial arts. Not only will it teach them how to defend themselves in a bad situation, but it will build their confidence to a level you could never imagine because they will accomplish things that they thought they could never accomplish. And they have a team behind them who supports them like no other. It is amazing. Um, I, I think I've talked to you about it. I'm not a big mass religion person. Um, I like the idea of a church community. I like the camaraderie. I like how everyone comes together and supports each other. I just don't need the preaching in my life. Yeah, well, the problem is, is that the church takes the concept of com camaraderie and, you know, brotherhood and sisterhood uh, among men, something that is natural to us, and it uses it against us as a means of control. See, nowadays, that is so distant, there is no camaraderie. Like, I mean, I know like two, three of my neighbors. We see each other every once in a while and go, hey, but 40 years ago, it wasn't like that. No, and no. A lot of it, as much as I need to say, has to do with, I think, the destruction of religion, in a sense. Um, again, I don't necessarily believe in it, but the idea of the compassion, the community, and so that's what we found in our Taekwondo. I found my son's Taekwondo to be my church. Well, see, that's that's it. Is what you have is a communal experience. You don't need the church. The church is a communal experience. Um, Correct. So that's what I, I I always was a little. I'm like, wow, man, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to go to a Sunday church picnic where everybody is just so happy to see each other. I just don't want to hear the preaching. Yeah. So well, see, the problem was the the, the church. Um, it, it came along and it destroyed a lot of the old communal tenants that humanity had. And if you didn't agree with it, they just fucking killed you until what was left of your community was people who were either willing to bend the knee or people who were true believers. Um, and that went on for hundreds of years. And now we are seeing the church 
fall apart because humans are again we are less ignorant we have it, we have the ability to be less ignorant it's the ignorance is showing itself in some really fucking strange yeah, ways nowadays but the 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 church in itself is is just a, an example of a communal experience so i know it's 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 a common saying for people to have their experience and say you know this is my church um even now in the atheist communities, it's popping up that they are making "quote unquote" atheist churches. And right, don't don't get the a community of, and you know, um, I wouldn't even say it's uh, where we think alike because you know I talk to certain parents, and we definitely have all different beliefs on several different things. But one thing we all believe in is supporting our kids, and well, that brings us together. You've, yeah, you found a common bond, and that's really all that humans need is, is right. a singular yeah, common bond. I'll sit out there and talk to a parent who has totally, completely different political views than I, um, different financial situation than I, different background than I, different several things than I were completely different. And there'll be two other people who are completely different than them. Yep. But our common bond is we're here to support our kids, and that brings us together to where we can have a common bond and talk rationally as adults. Well, that I mean, that's it. And, you know, you just got to find that one thing to act as the as the, the end. It, it opens the door to conversation. A good example. Yeah, I I have um, I have a couple of them where uh, back in like 2002, 2000. Are you saying you hate kids, Mario? Yeah, other people's a lot of the time. Yeah, if I'm being honest. More important than a child. Oh my goodness, the children are our future. Oh. The <laughs> so back in O. <laughs> that back in O two O three, you know when. The, the big Muslim scare was really big in America post 9-11, right? Patriot Act got enabled and, uh, you know, people were calling the fucking FBI because they saw a Muslim woman with a purse. So it I was never on board with the whole 9-11 official story, all that. I, I didn't I did. I wasn't worried about the, the guys who ride camels in the Middle East flying airplanes into the. It just didn't make much sense to me. But regardless, because of everything that I was consuming in the media, I still had what I considered to be an irrational fear of Muslims. So there's a place here in Tucson. Um, I don't think it's there anymore, but it was called the Babylon Market. Um, it was just like a not a grocery store, but not exactly a convenience store. But, you know, kind of like you go to one of the one of the Chinese or the Korean stores. It, it, it was like that, but it was mostly serving Right. Yeah, it was it was serving them the Muslim community here, and they were having a problem with one of their air conditioners in the back. Um, long story short, I ended up uh, getting a contract out of them because they could not find. Uh, this was really common; like they they could not find somebody willing to work on their air conditioner simply because the store was full of Muslim people. And I was there for four, maybe five or six days because it was a pretty big job, commercial job. And uh, in the back, there was this group of Muslim men, the store owner and his employees, and I assume they were his family as well. Um, they were 
excuse me, they were always gathered around a pickle jar with pieces of paper, like strewn out. They had a pickle jar with like a big piece of plywood on it. And they were writing all kinds of shit down on it. And I mean, they, they, in my mind, I'm like, holy fuck, you know, these guys are building a suitcase nuke or something. And they're always looking at me out of the corner of their eyes suspiciously because I'm always looking at them suspiciously. And finally, I had had enough, man. And I just had to know what was going on because I was going to save fucking America come hell or high water. Team America. They were doing fantasy football picks. Okay. That's all it was, man. I mean, these guys were doing something that's about as American. Uh, you know, I mean, how many people do you know that, that, I mean, put serious time into playing like fantasy football shit? They were doing something... Like Tom Brady was Osama bin Laden. So I draft Tom Brady and really he's like, dude, I can draft fucking Osama bin Laden. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point, man. There was like this, there was like three or four days of just this unfounded fear. And we're like suspicious of each other. And, you know, these are, these are clients of mine, you know, and I should be appreciating their business, but just for the fact that they were from a different culture than me and they were living in America at this time, I had all these ideas and assumptions in my head that again, they were building the fucking suitcase nuke or planning the next 9-11 and they were doing their fantasy football drafts, man. Like, shit, they, dude, these guys were into it. We're talking hours each day and that's only what I witnessed. Um, right. I, I, I mean, I guess, uh, and uh, you know, you, you were pretty much just, you were born in another country, so you're definitely a fucking anti-American. <laughs> I was born in Germany, so I guess that says a lot. But you have been uh, pretty much raised in Tucson, Arizona. I haven't really left much of it. No, no. I went to Kansas City one time when I was like 18 or 19. I was there for a month, and when I got back to Tucson... ...school or something, right? Or What was that? It was like uh, air conditioning school or something, or a class or something, or some training or something. No, that was different. I went to Mobile, Alabama for that. Oh, with Tabitha. Yeah, I moved with, yeah, with my high school sweetheart. I moved up to Kansas City with her family. Um, oh, really quick, you ever see Tabitha anymore? How's she doing? I mean, I still, I knew her. She was, you know, while I was out there. Yeah, no, I don't, I, no. <laughs> she, for, for all intents and purposes, uh, as far as I understand, Tabitha. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I, I, uh, she had every reason to hate my guts by the time we broke up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the uh, yeah, I just don't. I'm one of them people, man. Uh, with one, with one exception, that being my baby mama. Um, if when I'm done with a relationship, I'm just done with a relationship. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't want to see you. No, nothing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I'm still friends with a lot of my exes, uh, like through Facebook. It's not like, you know, we barbecue every weekend or anything, but. Yeah, no, my, my exes usually hate me. Except for maybe one or two that were just, uh, unacceptable people to continue our friendship with because. 
well, we're just not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I used to, you know, when I was uh, young and dumb instead of old and dumb, uh, I used to have a tendency of when I wanted out of a relationship, I couldn't just talk to somebody and explain myself. So what I would do is like basically sabotage and nuke the entire relationship so that it was just like, all right, there's no way this isn't fucking over. And if it isn't fucking over, you need to. You you need to do some serious soul searching lately, because I done fucked you pretty hard. Um, so yeah, that was the the old me. Um, I do have some some minor regrets, but you know, again, I am where I am. Um, I I, I don't like hurting people. Um, but yeah, the uh, I don't know where I was. Hmm. Unless there's a safe word. <laughs> Unless there's a safe word. Oh man. Um, no, I'm usually on the receiving end of that, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, Muslims, <laughs> so back into it. So yeah, the, uh, I got another contract out of, out of the contract I got from this Babylon market and it was for a guy and his wife and they had been looking for three months trying to find somebody to replace the air conditioner on the house that they had bought. Nobody would do it. So again, I, I went in, I gave him a, I gave him a bid. I mean, he signed immediately just cause fucking somebody was going to put an air conditioner on their house. Right. And when I went and did the bid and everything, I was outside and stuff and I didn't talk to his wife cause she was in the full hijab, man. I mean, she just was outside of the house. So she was covered from head to toe didn't say a word. Um, the guy did all the talking kind of, you know, like, uh, like you would, well, I mean, like, like some sects of their religion. Uh, I mean, that's just the way you do things, but it's the, the stereotype of the Muslim that you see on television and stuff, or you used to see on television. Um, so again, I had some real preconceived thoughts about them, but, uh, when I, when I was doing the job and it comes lunch break, the guy's like, you know, we'll, we'll make you lunch. You're a guest in our house. Um, just when you're ready to eat, you know, maybe about noonish, give me a half hour's heads up. We'll make you lunch. Yeah. So we, you know, I, I, I get done. Um, the guy I was working with decided to go somewhere else. Um, but I went into the house and I had lunch and the guy was the one who made the lunch. The wife inside the home was, did just wearing jeans and a t-shirt, man just amazingly beautiful woman. And we talked while the husband made lunch. And I mean, we just talked about anything and everything. And then the guy, uh, the, both of them, they treated me like a king when I was in that house, man. Like, like freaking royalty. They had these, uh, we, yeah, we, we ate, we ate, uh, like nuts and cheese and stuff like that. And then they had these little they were like tan color, like sand, but they were like raspberries, just like raspberries, except they were sand color. And he said that they would, that these were imported from the Middle East where they lived and that they would give me energy to get through the day. And I ate three or four of them. Um, he told me they cost about, uh, I don't know, dude, three or four of them, like $4 a pop is what they were costing this guy. Um, cause they were so expensive to get over here. Um, right. but damn dude. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like doing meth or nothing, but I mean, you talk about energizing, um, put me in a good mood, had me moving and 
again, I, I wish I knew what they were, um, but they uh, they're used over there for people when they're going across the desert because of their high water content. And they just keep you moving in the heat. Um, but right the, before they eat hot, they eat a couple berries. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but you know, it just it, it those two experiences flipped all the assumptions that the American media and American culture at that time had put had drilled into my brain. Because again, despite me not being on board with the official 9-11 story and all that shit, I'm not going to get into all that, but there was still enough exposure to the viewpoint that quote unquote, they wanted me to have about the Muslims that my, the, the notions that I had when I went into those, those two scenarios were. So where I come from is I, I do keep myself informed and I keep myself knowledgeable about things that are going around, not just in this country, but around the world. I mean, I don't do hours of research, but I do if I see something and it triggers something I, I am intrigued and I do research about the subject and it happens often. I do think about a lot of things. I just, when it comes to my everyday life, I don't think about politics. I don't think about the world. And maybe that sounds like an asshole, but when it when it comes down to it, my first priority is my son, roof over our head, my wife. Then it comes to my neighbors. Then it comes to my friends. And that's who I'm worried about. That's who I focus my energy on. You know, Carl, Carl Sagan, uh, I don't know if this was his original thought. I doubt it was. But he used to talk about small universes. Carl Sagan, come to a cool place to park and tell him. Carl Sagan's dead, man. Okay, well, don't come on the show. <laughs> Brains. You know who Carl Sagan was? Uh, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you who he was. He was the original host of Cosmos, you know, Mr. Billions and Billions. Um, he was uh, like probably he was he was probably one of the first most prominent outed atheists um, of of the last century, and uh, he also, for being this like serious science academic guy, um, who the world recognizes like this leading atheist and this 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 great science teacher. Um, the uh, you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? I've heard the name. So okay, he's uh he's the the like jovial black dude who's like a scientist and he's all over the media. But no, he was Carl Sagan was like one of Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, inspirations and in fact. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the guy he's been at the alien shows the. Uh, uh, African American guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's he's like a science speaker. Like if you if you saw him, you'd know him. Yeah, he does the science shows. I Yeah, yeah. So Carl Sagan was like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's basically. Black guys, I didn't want because you know black's not a uh, race. Well, like I was in an argument with Starkey the other night. White is not a race, dude. Well, no, but I mean. <sighs> Like if I have never, ever, ever had a African-American get upset at me for saying that they were black, like never, 
It's never happened. In fact, quite the opposite. On two occasions, I have been chewed out for calling somebody an African-American. One was Jamaican, one was Haitian. They didn't appreciate it very much. Right. So... But if we're referring to race, black is not a race. Just like white is not a race. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a quick generalized descriptor that can be used without being negative. Um, uh, right, but like I was trying to explain to Stark... <laughs> It's gonna be funny. God, my next conversation with him, if he listens to this, is gonna be like. Oh, is there gonna be another conversation? <laughs> I love you, Stark. I love you so much, but this is just relevant to the conversation. You know, you know, you're my brother from another mother, and we share a bond like no other. So. <laughs> but Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck, I can't even remember where I was going with this now. I can't either. I was going somewhere with the Carl Sagan thing, you know. Um, the other guy that Carl Sagan was for being this big scientist, he also wrote anonymously and under the pen name Mr. X. And that Mr. X was the guy who wrote all of the scientific stuff for High Times Magazine during the early days. I remember that name. Yes, so, uh, but it's still around, it's just kind of, it's not the yeah, same. I, know. I just, I remember when, like, it first came out, it was, like, big deal. Yeah, Miss, Mr. X, the, the, the pen name Mr. X, uh, that was Carl Sagan. Um, and then when you watch that, and you go back and you watch the old episodes of Cosmos on PBS, it becomes really apparent really fast that this great scientific teacher and leader um, was just stoned out of his gourd fucking 24-7. Um, but anyway, he... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but he uh, he had a, a theory that he used to talk about called the small universes. And if you just, <clears throat> aside from big issues that affect everybody, if you just focus your life on your little circle universe, your family, your friends, your neighbors, and if you can just get everybody to stay concerned with those things, then you get, you get all these concentric circles all these concentric universes overlaying into each other and they form one giant cosmos that benefits everybody the problem is is when you get too concerned with things happening outside of your universe that really don't have a whole lot to do with you anyway uh you you end up corrupting all the universes around you basically um let's you know, I heard a saying, take care of your own backyard before you worry about your neighbor's backyard. Yeah, don't don't try and remove the splinter from my eye when you've got a plank right. stuck in yours. Take your own backyard first, and then you can help your neighbor's backyard. Yes, and again, there are social issues, I think, that we need to be worrying about for the, you know, for for. For you know the people as a whole, you know healthcare things like that. But uh, if if we just worry about our own little universe, intend to that, and keep it tidy, then if you get everybody to do that, suddenly shit fixes itself. It shit just flows the way it's supposed to. So uh, you know then apply that to politics, and you know again let your city make decisions, and then let the state make the decisions that the city can't handle, and then from there let the feds handle the bigger stuff. Um, but all of here I am in California and we let all that happen and we're fucking shithole. Well, I mean, do you I I think part of what California's I mean, issue I'm not living in fucking Afghanistan 
I don't live in fucking downtown Chicago. I'm not being shot at or anything. Um, but I do pay attention to my crime bulletins, and there is at least once a night within a 10-mile radius of my house, I would even say maybe a 5-mile radius of my house, uh, a break-in here and there where three, four people have come in from Oakland, or Sacramento, or somewhere else to break into a home. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. It sucks. But, you know, crime aside, I think that even like California's situation where they've got the the homeless problems that they've got. When I look at California, the thing that is kind of striking to me, again, crime aside, is that most of the really... I don't know, weird shit or the shit that California, the, the, the really far left stuff California is known for. Um, a lot of that came into being out of the best intentions. Like, like people thought they were genuinely helping each other. Um, I mean, I get it. You don't want anybody to die from a gun. Mm -hmm. Banning all guns does not stop criminals from getting a gun. They're no. criminals. If they're going to get a gun, they're criminals. Go get a gun. You ban you ban something. You just make it taboo. You make it sought after. You make it desired. You create a black market, and the money will flow. I mean, it just seems like a such an easy, simple solution that it's just like to do that doesn't make any sense. No, like I'm I'm not all about banning all guns, but that that said, I I would rather live in a world where guns were unnecessary. That'll never happen. You can't do that. Uh, I, I honestly uh, believe that it'll happen. I just don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. And I mean, we're uh, talking generations. It'll never happen. No, uh, no, no, no. You, you get rid of guns, then there's knives. You get rid of knives, there's arrows. You get rid of arrows, there's rocks, there's catapults. People will find a way to destroy and kill each other. But people are, I mean, for his... guns in the medieval times... They created catapult to create a destruction. Then they said, oh shit, let's fucking put tar on it, light it on fire. It creates more destruction. Yes, the the, the, the difference is... A revolver, then they said, hey, let's make it more powerful. The same thing. We find a way to destroy people. Yes, but we, we are human beings. We are the only species, uh, possibly, uh, no, the only ones that we know about, uh, potentially the only living things in the entirety of the cosmos with the ability to control their own evolution. And if we work hard enough at it, we can get to the point where we don't need guns where, or where the people who are stabbing people and the people who are, who are committing the atrocities and the crimes of war, they will be such a rarity that what they want and what drives them will be, it'll be insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Unfortunately, it's really hard to see that because where we are now, we're, I mean, at, at best, humanity is in the adolescent stage. No and, way. They've never. Caveman had fights against the tribe. Yes. Then they grew and people had wars. The Mongolian Empire, the Roman Empire, and every, I mean, people will war and no matter what. See, the. the forever. It is, it's just like when, you know, we're animals, just like when another uh, animal comes across another animal from a different tribe, 
So, you know, a bear and a bear. Uh, they're both bears. Yeah, okay, so there's there's a bit there's a bit of a difference though. Bear and they come across each other. They're both human beings in the sense they're both bears are gonna fight with, a lion and a lion. With the exception with with the exception of higher primates, it is extremely rare in any of the animals in, in any species, with the exception of higher primates, including us, to see animals kill each other, their own kind. It is extremely fucking rare. Only when you get to the higher primates do you start seeing those actions. Um, Correct. So the bears can fight. We have the intelligence to know how to kill something. Yeah, we've we've got there's just there's something well with the primates there's something different than a lot of the other animals but then when you get to humans there is something it is but again we have the ability to to uh, reflect to have introspection on ourselves. we are self-aware therefore we have the ability to guide ourselves as well as others of our species uh, into certain mindsets and it's going to take time because again humanity is at best in like the preteen stages of of evolution of, of being where it is that we have the potential to go we act like fucking children we don't want to share we spoiled we fight with each other over the stupidest shit plus we're tribal and territorial which is something that we are i mean i don't know about you but i know a lot of people who are who would look forward to the day to where the borders aren't aren't a thing humanity is just it's its own its own creation it doesn't matter what plot of land you were you were privileged enough to be born onto you are you are a human and as a human you have inalienable rights you should be treated this I'm way a i'm a human too <laughs> Oh, but <laughs> was that Tiger Woods golf on the PS2 or the PlayStation? Right. Yeah. So, God, that's old, man. I wonder if we keep aging ourselves, man, dating ourselves. I mean, I just turned 40. You're about to hit 45, right? Oh, shit. I don't know. I stopped counting at 44. <laughs> so, yeah, 45. <laughs> so, I mean, the. The part of this podcast, I'm sure, is our mid has to do with the midlife crisis. I mean, I just went out and bought a fucking fast little zippy car, um, and uh, God, dude, this getting old thing. In some ways, it sucks. Like I, I appreciate the mentality that and the, the, you know, the the mental side and the the wisdom, the, the and wisdom. growth, and all that. Sure, but there's there's some days I just wish I was a young dumb man with a fucking heart on. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, just... Uh, it's a tough decision to be old and wise or young and dumb. Yep. Young and dumb, now that I'm old and wise, seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and by the way, me, uh, me, me making a statement about, uh, you know, wishing I was young, dumb with a heart on. Uh, ladies, let it be known <laughs> that it was just more of like a permanent... You know, twelve on, twelve off type of hard on. You know, not I can still get it up. <clears throat> All right, back on track. <laughs> that may be edited out. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the uh, 
<clears throat> so I don't know, dude. Like I said, I gotta I gotta disagree with you on the thinking that humanity is never gonna find peace with itself. I honestly think that if we apply ourselves, we will get there. But the the problem is, is we've we've just got a long fucking way to go, and it's really hard to imagine a scenario. If we apply ourselves, the human race will never apply themselves to get to that point. Therefore, it will never happen. See, I, I don't know about that, dude, especially since the information age kicked off. Um, as long as humanity can keep communications worldwide like we have now, as long as we have this, uh, this blessing we have bestowed upon ourselves, um, we should be able to keep moving forward. I mean, the Internet fucking changed everything for us. Um, it's kind of sad to to read the comment sections below YouTube videos and read Twitter and shit, you could be led to believe something completely different. But I mean, I remember how amazing it was the first time I found myself back in the days of, uh, you remember ICQ? ICQ? ICQ, the old chat program. Oh no. It was like the alternative to, to freaking AOL messenger, basically. I thought you said, uh, ICP. Yeah. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, don't get me started. Um, that was one of your favorite bands. For yeah, I went through an ICP phase for about six months. I'll own that. Um, I, 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 I never went. One day you were dressed in the costume staring over me in the middle of the night. That was kind of freaky. Yeah, that wasn't a clown. That wasn't a fucking ICP costume, though. That was just me in a gorilla suit beating off. Um, <laughs> I do that. Don't, don't feel lucky. I do that to everyone. <laughs> I don't feel privileged. Yeah, yeah. Check your privilege, bro. I beat off on everybody when they're asleep. But no, the the I remember thinking of how cool it was to be talking to somebody in Brazil or somebody in Japan for the first time, right? And oh, right. Yeah. in my in my brain, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna learn all this crazy shit about how human beings are on the other side. And you know what? It wasn't all as exciting as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was cool. I was talking to somebody, you know, a hemisphere away or on the other side of the planet. But aside from some language issues, I, I was taught it wasn't really much different than me talking to somebody who lives next door uh, I, on the basic levels uh, when it comes to like what are I, I watched a documentary on this. They're talking about like what the average kitchen looks like or what the average living room or bedroom looks like in other countries. and across all cultural barriers, everybody basically has the exact same fundamentals. Even if the food we cook is completely different, we all start with basic tools that we use. Um, and the same gets applied to uh, the way that we interact with each other. It's not until you start adding, uh, you know, cultural or societal differences or rules and laws or goddamn, especially when you get religion worked into the mix. Um, that you really start seeing us separate and start being something that is that is different from each other. Um, I I don't know. I see. I don't have a lot. I don't have really any issue like with people having a faith or a spirituality. You know, whatever helps you sleep at night um, and whatever you know brings you comfort and whatever it becomes to where it's so extreme that you start to hate fellow man if they disagree with you then, yeah or uh, especially if 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 it's uh if it's a rule that you're supposed to hate these people or 
What may right. even be worse than hate is that you are supposed to kill somebody to put them out of their own misery that they don't know they're in. Just for their belief, correct. Just for the belief. And, I mean, it's rampant. In the Middle East, you've got extremist Muslims. You've got Muslims, and then you've got Muslim extremists. Um, right. In America, you've got some really, really extreme Christians. And then you've got Christians. Like, right. you know, I can read the Bible, um, not so much the Old Testament. Um but, but the New Testament, if I pay attention to what Jesus is going on about, it's really hard to argue that there's anything wrong with it, man. Um, but when you start applying humanity's, you know, outlook on it and people start making rules and start making rituals and shit like that, the next thing you know, you take something that is really simplistic in, in the way it's supposed to be practiced. You know, Jesus was like, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself and good and pure and you turn it into some sort of either some sort of propaganda to benefit your agenda. Yes. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, I mean, during the times of the crusades and shit, the Christians were going as far as they could reach a, a, across the globe and they were just slaughtering people. Um, right. You know, you look at what they did, to uh, you know, the pagan religions in Europe and, uh, you know, in, uh, in Ireland and Scotland and stuff like that. I mean, right. exactly. it's saying something to be able to flex enough power to take people out like, you know, they were in Scotland, the Braveheart motherfuckers. They were some badasses. And Christianity just completely obliterated them, man. Um, what was left of the Vikings. Wait for it, but, you know, um, and I'm sorry, people might think, but, you know, everyone, and he was, everyone says Hitler was bad, but the Catholic Church did, at their time, a lot more murdering than, because it was the same thing. If you're not German, we're going to kill you. If you're not Catholic, we're going to kill you. Well, if you're not Christian, we're going to kill you. I mean, hell, right. e right. even... So it, was, it was, it's the same thing. Yes. There, there have even been the church as much as they Yeah, there, there have even been extremist Buddhist man. Like, like how you arrive at being, how you can take something like Buddhism, or again, like, like the teachings of Christ. How, you, how you can take a philosophy like Buddhism and use that to justify killing people um, right. is just, it's amazing. But people will go along with it, and most of the time, again, it's because of ignorance. Now, it used to be. That like the Catholic Church, for example, they kept the Bible written in Latin um, and taught other languages in the countries that they were that they were located in. That way you couldn't read the Bible. So they could they could say this is what's in that book. And, you know, sorry, you can't read it. You're just going to have to trust us. Yes. And then dogmas and rules were formed around that. And then people learned how to read the Bible, but they're still following the same fucking dogmas that they were taught hundreds of years ago. I love that movie. It's one of my most favorite movies. Oh, God, dude. Kev Kevin Smith, is a, he's a gift for humanity for the universe, man. Uh, man, I'm telling you, I got – and there's another reason uh, I kind of started to do my first podcast. Uh, I started watching the, the comic book, man. That's a great show. It's a great show. Kevin Smith is just a goddamn genius. You know, I, I'm just like everybody. I've been following them since Clerks and shit like that. 
Uh, I've seen them all. I'm fucking decent to you. They're, they're all just fucking great. I love the show. I love these. Just probably one of the smartest guys that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's fucking cool, man. He's, he's one of my absolute yeah, favorite celebrities. Like a down to earth guy too for being the genius that he is. Yep. Um, you know that marijuana will do good things for your brain, people. I'm working on it. I'm trying. I don't know if it's helping. You I, guys will have to get back to me on our. Um, we have a Facebook, cool place to park. Uh, you can put some comments on there. You can say, um, you know, hey, you guys should talk about this or shut the fuck up about this. Whatever you want, no holds bars. Um, I won't take offense. Mario might cry a little bit, but for the most part, we're going to get over it. Uh, Usually. You can leave some comments. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, tell us what you think about uh, this episode. See uh, how it's going. If this is something you guys want to listen to, or if uh, we should just fuck off for a minute. Yeah, we're probably not going to fuck off. But I mean, it, it, yeah, you could probably tell us to fuck off, but we're still not going to. But your opinion counts for nothing, so yeah. go ahead and try. And you know, I would like to to think that we're going to be able to form some semblance of a of an online community around this. That that would be really nice. Um, get right. people talking, get people discussing things in the Facebook page as much as I fucking loathe Facebook. Um, I know, but well, you the, I only talking it, so you guys keep on fucking. Paying attention to Facebook. Join, join, tell your friends. Hey, if you never heard of Facebook, why don't you come check this shit out? Yeah. Um, I was also thinking, too, if uh, we get enough listeners, maybe we'll start up a Discord server and we can have a weekly chat on the Discord server with uh, people who, for some reason, fucking listen to this. Um, there. Right? Yeah. Cool yeah. D- Discord's a, a really good platform for for connecting with people. But basically, you know, I want people to have genuine conversations and I want you to be able to, if you're going to communicate with us, speak your mind. Um, if you're going to call me a dumb fuck, don't just call me a dumb fucking libtard. Call me a dumb fucking libtard and then tell me why. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, it's, I am, I like to think that I'm not easily offended. It's like I told you last week, man. One of my things in life that I try and remember, especially if I start feeling myself, you know, welling up, like I'm like I'm going to get mad or offended at something. Um, offense is very, very rarely ever intentionally given, but it is without a doubt, 100% of the time, offense is always taken. Always. Correct. And if you're going to be offended by something, man, that, that, that's on you. There's nothing anybody else can do to change that. My intent was not that way. No, my intention is never to ruin somebody's day, to piss somebody off. If I see something that is controversial or something that uh, you don't like, just just know that I am. I, I didn't set out to make you feel that way. Um, if you're gonna feel that way, that's fucking on you. And, and then let's have a conversation about it with any name calling because once you start name calling, I can't take your conversation serious anymore. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, this is why I think you're a dumb fuck is, is, is acceptable. You're a dumb fuck ain't cool. Back up your reasons why. Yes. Yes. And from there I will, I will probably do my best to get in and communicate back with you and explain to you why it is that I in fact am not the dumb fuck when you are. Um, 
And for those of people who are listening to me might say, oh, you're a fucking racist, a bigot, this and that, man, uh, you really need to get to know me and know how I was raised. Um, I'm a mixed mutt myself. My son is a mixed mutt. Um, we are a, a family who was raised without thinking of anybody but the color. They were just people. If you respect me, I'll respect you. I don't give a shit who or what you are. Um, it doesn't matter. And I've even been called a bigot for saying that color doesn't matter to me. Um, that's kind of ridiculous. And I guess, you know, if you want to take pride in your color, that's cool. But then you also have to accept it the other way. If you're going to take your brown pride, you also have to say, okay, white pride is okay. You can't say one is right or the other. You know, that's why I say just better to say I fucking love everybody and I fucking hate everybody. Yeah. my stance. Yeah. You know, I, I think the problem with white pride is that so much heinous shit has been done over the last centuries in the name of the white man that it's really hard for people to stomach the thought that somebody could be white and have pride because there's so many negative connotations to that. But you should be proud of who you are. Like we tell our kids, be proud of who you are. Accept yourself. There's an issue today. You can't be proud of being white nowadays. No, how how can you expect a child to grow up with a healthy mind and appreciate themselves when they are being told fundamentally that the the the, the genetic specific roll of the dice that they were born to makes them less than somebody else? You are allowed to take pride in yourself. Five generations before you, you're at fault for it. Yeah, the sins of the father shit needs to go. It's, it is crazy, dude. It's 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 absolutely got to go. Um, you know the it's again. Be, people can be proud of who they are. You can be proud to be white um, without burning fucking crosses. You can be proud to of your heritage, and you can celebrate your culture. I can be proud to be white without hating black people. Yeah, and I can support black people without hating cops. And I can support cops without justifying criminals. Yeah. And I can hate my government without being on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I am capable of multitasking. I can have four or five thoughts going on in my head without just saying I have to pick one. Well, there's this, there's this thing that's going on with people, man, this black and white thinking. And it's something that most of like actual well thought out philosophies that humanity has come up with. Um, it's one of the things that like, without a doubt, be it Buddhism, be it Socratic philosophy. I mean, it, without a doubt, they always have quite a lot to say on do not think in terms of this or that, because a lot of, a lot of times what people do is like, they will, uh, people will make the assumption that if you say black lives matter, that means that, you are immediately putting everybody else at a lower at a lower stance. When the truth is, I can say that Black Lives Matter while still recognizing that all lives matter. Just maybe right now, 
you know, the people, the, the black lives, they, they need a little bit of attention. Like, well, like that, there's a, there's an issue there that there are issues that need to be addressed. But at the same time, that doesn't mean. Well, if you go on to the Black Lives Matter website, and you hear what the president spokesperson of Black Lives Matter has to say, the stuff that she is promoting is not proper. Okay. She is seeing like reparations and the writing is okay because we're getting our payment back and stuff like that and that is not right. That your movement now loses all validity with me. I just can't even fathom it anymore. You know, there's it, it gets to a certain point, I think, where people who have been like there's in my mind there's no getting around the fact that 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 black people have basically got the, I wouldn't even say the short end of the stick they have been really fucked by society over the last hundreds and hundreds of years um and there is an anger there that I think is justified that even I don't I don't understand because I'm not black there's an anger there that is justified um, how it is that we solve that or how it is that we work together in order to kind of temper that anger and lift everybody up to equal standing to where people not only it's not just written into law, but people actually feel that they are equal um, is it's something that we need to work on because the, the black culture, the black community here, especially in America in the last hundred years it, they've been shit on, man. There's no, there's every time it seems like they've really started to, to get up and and start getting their own and getting uh, getting a little bit ahead. It, it's been knocked down and taken away. Being a uh, a black person president, that's a pretty big fucking accomplishment. Okay, it shows a country definitely. It it a lot. It shows some accomplishment, but one black dude getting to be president. You can tell somebody 20 years ago we're going to have a black president and they just said, fuck off. Yeah, but on the same note, one black dude getting to run things for eight years does not mean the problem solved. I didn't say it was No, I, I understand that. We have progressed. We, we have progressed. But the thing is, as you know, like when... A big stride and accomplishment in our country in the last... 20 years than other countries would have. It, it is a sign that we are moving forward. I don't know. No. I'm not sure. Dude, does Justin Trudeau and blackface count? <laughs> I would count it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh. If only he told the truth about it. But when the guy comes, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, I'm like, man, I just, I wish a politician would have go, you know what? I fucked up. It, it would. I was like 19 years old. I was drunk. It was at the kegger. I was with half of the Senate here. But you guys all elected. They were all at the same party. Yeah, we got fucked up and it was a costume. Back then, it didn't mean anything. Now, apparently, it's offensive. I'm sorry for it, but back then, 
I can't apologize for what I did. But has but yeah, but the thing is, is have you learned your lesson? Have you realized that maybe you upset quite a lot of people? And are you are you going to do it again? Yeah, it's it's like I tell my kid, man. When whenever she apologizes for something, she not only has to apologize, but she has to also say, I, I will ask her if she does it. So how are you? Go what are you going to do to make your apology count? And the answer to that is, I'm going to not let it happen again. I will not paint my face black again. It's I will let the black face white tie event. <laughs> <laughs> the uh <laughs> but you know it it used to be acceptable it used to be normal and now it's not acceptable anymore so what we need to do is move forward from the fact that some people used to do this because they thought it was fucking funny now for something i did 20 25 years ago fuck dude imagine if i had to apologize for everything i fucking did back in my Imagine if everybody had to apologize for every for some shit that they did back in their youth. We'd all be oh, fucked, man. Christ. You know, it's I mean, uh some well respected people right now that I used to get into some trouble and bullshit with in fucking high school. Uh, yeah, I've said some like, dumb shit, man. I've said right. some dumb racist ass shit when I was younger. Absolutely. And I oh my god, I can't even tell you. It doesn't mean that's how I am nowadays. I'm older and wiser, thank goodness. No, it, yeah, that's like, you know, I've had people tell me, man, you've, you've fucking changed, you know? Well, you know what? I hope I've changed. It's kind of the point. I should evolve. Yes. But, you know, back to the thing with BLM. Like, dude, the, the, the anger is righteous. The, the thing is, though, is that I should not be held responsible for something that one of my ancestors did. Correct. So, right, I agree with you there. Okay, the anger shirt, yes. The way about that they're going about it doesn't make sense to me. There's, I don't know a different solution, but this is not it. Um, the the, yes, the I should not be held accountable for something I had nothing to do. No, with. I I don't think that you as an individual. Even without a tan, I'm not fucking white. Yeah. Now, now you as an individual or anybody else as an individual, for the most part, does not owe reparations to any black individual or the black community. That said, given the fact that we have that they have had to deal with hundreds of years of just absolute fucking bullshit, maybe it's high time that instead of just calling them reparations and handing checks out to everybody as an apology, maybe what we should do is take some money and start focusing on what it is in the black community that actually needs work, the infrastructure, the, 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 you know, the, the education system. The, that should already have to be done, period. It should already have, but, the, but that's the point, is like, if... Be a black thing. It should just be a community thing. It sh it should, but the problem is, is unfortunately there have been situations that have led it to where, in some ways, it it it, it is a black thing. It's like how was it I heard? Okay, so let's let's say uh, I got to call nine one one because my house is on fire, right? I call nine one one. And the fire department comes screaming up in front of my house and they pull out the hoses and they're getting ready. And you come out of your house from next door and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Why are you trying to put that fucking fire out? Why would you, why would you focus on, on his house? All houses matter. 
Well, yeah, all houses matter, but right now, this one's got a fucking fire lit on it, and you need to pay some attention to it. House on fire, Black Lives Matter, what a perfect analogy that is. I mean, it's 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 a kind of a simplified analogy, but, I mean, in my mind, it is, yes, all lives matter, but there are issues that need to be addressed with the black community. Like, there, there are... I mean, so then, what about, like, aborted babies? I mean, to me, I'm sorry, and here's a whole other subject. And I know we need to wrap this up, but I mean, Black Lives Matter. You 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 do realize that that in in a single thirty second span, we went from talking about what to do about the issues in America with black. We will be talking about all kinds of shit. Oh, I know, but I, I just want to point out for the listeners. That we went from talking about what it is that we can do about the issues in the black community, and you immediately went to fucking abortion. Well, <laughs> in the black community that are aborted are really high. Well, I mean, there is the the fact that I, I always forget her name, Spanner or Margaret Spanner, something like that. But anyway, the 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 original founder of Black or not Black Lives Matter, fucking Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist, and you can read in her journals and her books where she talks about the intention of putting them in black neighborhoods was so yeah. that they would abort their kids and there would be less of them. Yes. So that sounds fucking evil. Oh, it is. It's fucking eugenics, man. I mean. There's how people don't listen to that and just ignore the fact of that just seems so basic. So the the thing is though is that the women who choose to get abortions and Planned Parenthood's initial prime directive are not the same thing. Like they were able to get abortions at Planned Parenthood because it was available. They didn't know that the intention behind it originally, that came out years later, but, but the eugenics that were basically sewn into the beginnings of Planned Parenthood do not necessarily, they do not necessarily mean that abortion is bad because this person who did this had this mindset. Um, I mean, it, it's it's not part of a logical argument. I mean, you could there are plenty of arguments that people have against abortion. It's just something that's really fucked up. I mean, and, and I'm like, um, I guess where I start to disagree with it is, um, I'm definitely pro-choice. You should be able to make your own decision. You want to keep it, fine. You want to abort it, fine. But I don't think that it should be used as a term of birth control to where a girl can get an abortion once a year. I mean, one, it's it's not a smart thing for the fucking body, for one. It really isn't. It fucks you up. And then later on in life, when you decide you want to have a kid. <clears throat> yeah, I, I knew a girl who at least the claim was. People aren't able to make that decision. I think that's why there's the argument because you're making the decision. Oh, I'll just let them fuck me. I'll get pregnant. I'll have an abortion. I'll take the uh, day after pill, whatever. And it's like, fuck that. That is now. 
10 years later, you're going to want to say, oh, I've met Prince Charming. I'm married. I want to have her kid. He's going to be on the soccer team. You can't do that anymore because you fucked up your body, which means you weren't able to make those decisions at such a young age. Yes, but again, the solution to that is education, man. I mean, not we can't assume that every girl who makes these decisions is aware of that, that they know what the potential consequences down the road are. And again, the, the number of women who choose to use abortions, not the morning after pill, those are two completely different things. The morning after no, pill no, should no, be, but yeah, the, 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 a lot of people like, or the, the, the people that get used examples, and this isn't just the abortion thing. This happens with a lot of stuff. Um, the number of women that use it like regular birth control is such a small percentage as to almost be irrelevant to the conversation. Um, I only have to disagree with that. You can, you can look at numbers, but I look at what I've experienced. Well, the, the thing is, is that what I've experienced or what you've experienced, there are a lot of factors that draw that go into that. I mean, what is it in your life that has you in situations where you know a lot of women like this? And, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not me saying anything negative about you. It's just like uh, a lot of. I don't mean to say anything negative about the women who make that decision. It, but it, it's like a lot of a lot of people who can say something like, you know, uh, for example, I'm a Trump supporter and I believe that there are more Trump supporters out there than people realize. While that may be true, it's not necessarily true just because you are in your life facilitates a situation where you are around a lot of Trump supporters. Maybe it's the. I'm just happy, I'm just happy we got a recording saying you're a Trump supporter. Jesus Christ. I'm going to that right into our promo commercial. <laughs> clip clip it. <laughs> My name is Mario, and I support Donald J. Trump every day, all day. <laughs> uh, and so I say that's a good way to kind of wrap it up. Uh, yeah, let's abort on the abortion for now. Um, look, we are getting uh, social media accounts together. Um, obviously, if you found this podcast at this point, maybe you're on one of the other platforms that do that uh, Anchor distributes to. But for now, our website is anchor.fm forward slash a cool place to park, all one word. Um, and from there, you should be able to link to all of the social media accounts which we are only right now getting put together. So you got what, Facebook put together this morning? Yes, sir. All right, I need to get uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, stuff like that. Um, I like t Instagram. Apparently I can put pictures of my nutsack on there. So be ready, folks, you're in for a treat. Nice, I love to get nutsack Snapchat. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't really? Oh, uh, I know, right? And if uh, if you think that you don't like a good nutsack web snapshot, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to have to send you one anyway so you can realize how wrong you were. You know, Funky, if you don't like a good nutsack snapshot, go watch Hannity. I mean, <laughs> that guy's not even going to give you a fucking good 
nutsack snapshot. I mean, uh, the, unless he does, Hannity, here's your challenge. <laughs> I'm a, a 24 hour challenge. I want to see Hannity's nuts in my email within 24 hours. Uh, yeah, you know, I would make a comment about how he can't because he ain't got no fucking balls. But to be honest, some of the shit that guy does, you got to have a really fucking big brass yeah, up to do that. Dude, how amazing would that be if all of a sudden I emailed you at like 3 o'clock in the morning? That would be fucking great. Hannity's fucking nutsack. That would be great. It would be great. I would make that a cover photo. For sure. <laughs> so look, man, we're, we're going to do our damnedest and work really hard to making this uh, once a week. We're not set on the release date yet, but we were talking about hopefully being able to do it by Mondays. Um, so people on their miserable ass ride to work have something to listen to to make the day slightly less miserable. Hopefully I will have the time today to stitch this audio together. Um, I can't guarantee that though, but, no, uh, I guarantee he guarantees it. <laughs> that shit will be on there fucking tomorrow morning. The, uh, yeah, it's already one o'clock in the fucking afternoon, man. And, uh, well, I mean, shit, we've got, we've got two and a half hours already done. Of the show that's kind of cool um we don't need to edit this stuff i don't need to edit it but i do need to stitch it together well cool so you got like a couple hours in it yeah um so yeah anyway like that might need to be edited out um irrelevant uh, irrelevant shit no i kind of like it on the banter you know what everyone's gonna kind of dig me in you know and if not, they already kind of ended it and just skipped on to the next episode. So yeah, or they want to hear us talk back and forth and be jackasses to each other. That's cool. Yeah, but but uh, you know, I, I guess expectations. Yeah, I, I guess I guess expectations, right? Um, for the show, people, I I know I've got uh, probably I think I've got a lot to say on a bunch of shit that probably a lot of people don't care about. But at the same time, man, me personally, um, things that interest me and things that I spend a lot of time uh, pondering, um, fucking psychedelics, um, you know, but I like psychedelics. Yeah, fucking A. Um, I like fucking A through Z. That's cool. Yeah. The, I, mean, I would have just quit it, babe. But, you know, <laughs> girl. Yeah, but uh, reality, uh, consciousness. Um, That's scary. right, right. But it's also trippy, man. And, uh, yeah. I, again, that shit kind of goes hand in hand with psychedelics, but, uh, you know, current events, I, I would like to have an episode on tacos, tacos. I love tacos. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, reality, religion, politics, but we got to include tacos. Well, it all revolves around tacos. Okay. I mean, Come on now, tacos. Who doesn't love fucking tacos? I need to record my taco song and include it in the show. You have a taco song? Yes, I have taco a taco song. Don't do it now. We got to nope. have the suspense going. Nope, I wrote a short taco song, and we are going to read. You will get to hear it, and uh, if that don't get you to turn this fucking show on, then I think you're probably with us for life. <laughs> right on. Cheers. Cheers, mate.